Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. And welcome, folks, to a special live edition of the Michigan Recruiting Insider. We've been telling you that we were going to change it up this year with these episodes. This season of the Recruiting Insider bring you a lot of NIL talk, bring you some some real targeted, topical episodes, including some live episodes that we would bring to you as well, right? And so it's fitting that our first live episode of the season comes in the aftermath of Michigan picking up a commitment, a commitment from a 2025 quarterback and a commitment from a 2025 quarterback whose name isn't Bryce Underwood. How does that impact Bryce Underwood? Getting that question all over the place, addressed it over on the MichiganInsider.com. Now it's time we address it on the Michigan Recruiting Insider. Of course, folks, before we get started, we always exchange the pleasantries, right? If you like this podcast, be sure to rate it. Be sure to review it. Be sure to tell all your friends about it because a lot of folks listen to us as opposed to viewing us. But if you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel. That's how you keep us going and growing. And, of course, where it all goes down, the MichiganInsider.com. Everything you want to know. Intel as far as what's going on with the Big Ten and how they're trying to come down on Harbaugh, why we have on the shirt. Michigan versus everybody in the hat. Michigan versus everybody. From my friends over at Valiant, got to give them a huge shout out because that's really what it is, right? That's really what it is. And so we like to represent what the mood of the people is, what the mood of the moment is. And the mood of the moment right now is Michigan versus everybody. All right, so also on MichiganInsider.com, there's recruiting news. There's football news. There's basketball news. And what you can always count on is accuracy accuracy over everything truth over everything right that's how we get down that's how we've always gotten down that's how we always will get down and no better time than the present to get on board time is right now especially with everything going on you got the game coming up you got the recruiting period early signing period coming up and then of course we get into into playoff mode over on tmi you can go ahead and get subscribed over on the michiganinsider.com right now with that let me introduce my esteemed colleagues, starting off with my man. He's to my right. He is the guy who – I got to show you this. Wait, hold on. I know you didn't send it, but you said you were going to send me something, right? Oh, you got some. You found some. Hey, yeah. Man, the company sent me some. Farmhouse did? Yeah, Farmhouse oh, did. Uh, No, they're good people there. Yeah, no, they're, we've been going there for years. Yeah, they're awesome there. Good people. Yeah. So I, thought, <laughs> I, had, I thought I was going to have to – Rely on my man Steve Lorenz to send it to me. And the company said, I probably should have showed it because then that way I would have got you would have sent me something too. And I have. Yeah, no, I, I'll still send you some, Sam. You're fine. No, I, I got you. I couldn't try. I couldn't crack one open before we got started, right? No, no. no. Steve no. Lorenz, how you doing today? <clears throat> Good. Uh, my focus is trying to get another nine in today. I think it's <laughs> it's uh, still nice outside. I guess we got another. This might be the last day. Today's probably going to be the last day, but. Uh, no, 
beautiful weather, still covering the the stupidest thing in college football history, and uh, Michigan still rolling, uh, heading into the game next weekend. Yes, sir. And then, of course, Bryce Marriage, Bryce Lover himself. How you doing, Bryce? Ooh, solid, solid. I'm just shocked. I I just can't get over Penn State had the game plan. Right. And they still could stop it. Right. Talk about it after the game. Basically, hey, here's our size. Take them. Run. Run. (laughs) (laughs) Now what, right? Yeah. (laughs) They couldn't do anything with it. Crazy. Crazy. uh, Hey, man. Sign of the times right there. Not even getting enough credit for that. From some of the talking heads out there that still are talking about Michigan shouldn't be in the playoff. That's another podcast. This one is dedicated to recruit, right? So we talked about Carter Smith. We talked about 2025 recruiting last week. We knew something was on the horizon. We knew that Carter Smith was close. For those who don't know who he is, the not currently a three-star quarterback. And you can speak to this, uh, Steve, because it is often the case that the rankings kind of catch up. But a three-star quarterback, according to our guys at 24-7. Uh, he is a composite four-star, though. I believe he's the number 14 quarterback, according to each ranking. And a guy who's, whose stock is very much on the rise and a dual-threat quarterback. Now, there's one time where we were saying, you know what? They aren't going to take a quarterback before they hear Bryce Underwood's answer. Number one quarterback, maybe the number one prospect in 2025. That position evolved. And one of the reasons why it evolved, Steve, was none other than the Carter Smith. So first, his ranking, his ability, and what you could glean Michigan really thinks they got in Carter Smith. <clears throat> yeah, Smith's definitely a high-ceiling guy, plus-plus uh, athlete at the position, right? And I, I, so I think that's one reason why I expect his ranking with 24-7 to at least come closer to his composite, if not eventually pass it, because – our guys are always big on uh, athleticism and ceiling, uh, particularly at the quarterback position. And that's where Smith's, uh, you know, I think he's clearly a guy whose best football is still ahead of him. So I also like, you know, I'm totally fine with them doing this, by the way, for one big reason. Bryce Underwood doesn't care what any other school in the country is going to do at quarterback. Didn't we talk about uh, Colorado taking, I think, Antoine Hill, a top 100 kid? out of Georgia uh, at quarterback. He's still considering Colorado. You know, I don't know if they're up there with LSU. It might be LSU-Michigan still, but Colorado still strongly under consideration because I think uh, Bryce Underwood, the type of prospect who believes he's going to walk in and beat uh, whoever's there. So if you're Michigan, you have a player you really like at the position who's a high-ceiling guy and whose stock is on the rise, uh, I think you take the commitment from him right now and you stay after Bryce Underwood because really if you're Underwood – uh, not much has changed. It, it, Michigan's made it abundantly clear that he's their number one target, uh, regardless of the fact he's the number one, number two prospect in the country. Uh, you know, they've treated him like the number one target for, geez, how long they recruit Dante Moore for? Like about three years now at this point, you know? So uh, kind of a, to me, it's a, it's a no-lose situation if you're Michigan because now you do have a quarterback prospect in the class, uh, high ceiling guy, as I mentioned, and it's, it should not have any impact on what Bryce Underwood does because Bryce Underwood believes he will be the guy wherever he ends up anyway. Yeah, we certainly will will get deeper into that. I talked to his dad, Jaquan, um, you know, like right after it happened. Michigan talked to him before it happened, which ought to be a signal to you. But, but Bryce, this is a dude 
Like you watch his film and you see why you see you see a guy who's not as polished as JJ at the same stage of development. But you see a lot of the same traits, right? You can see why he's so intriguing. And a guy, by the way, who chose Michigan over Florida, Florida State, and Miami. There is a time where all three in-state schools offer you. There's no way that guy's getting out of state. That day has, you know, come and gone. And Michigan able to go in and pluck him out. Now, they, of course, they'll have to guard their yard over the next couple of years. But you get the point. They got the guy in-state schools wanted and whose stock is right. Penn State wanted him. A&M offered him as well, a dual threat guy that a guy like Kirk Campbell could really mold. Yeah, you know, the thing too, he's probably the most intriguing um, prospect I've ever seen at the position. I mean, he's six foot three, 180 pounds, but Sammy, watch his highlights. He passes the ball, he runs the ball, and he's even throwing blocks on option plays for his running back. I mean, he is a unique specimen. He can throw all platform uh, platform throws. He can, you know, take it 50, 60 yards, and he's got a huge arm. The thing about him that makes him unique is his throwing style. It's a little unorthodox. He's a baseball player. He's a right-handed pitcher. He's actually a guy, if he really focused on baseball, he could go pro, be a day-one draft pick in the MLB draft, he decided a year or two ago to focus completely on uh, football, and it's kind of shown in his stats. Through 10 games, he's got 1,800 passing yards, 25 passing touchdowns, to one interception, 70%, 70% completion percentage. On top of that, he's got 76 carries for over 600 yards and 16 touchdowns. And then in three years at the varsity level, he's got nearly nine thousand total yards of offense so this guy is a production machine he can get the ball he can move it he can do a lot of things I think too you know when you're looking at like Jane Davis and kind of how he his game is Carter Smith is a little more like JJ where he's that like you said that dual threat that mobile guy where he can run and pass but he's going to always be a pass first then run second and you've kind of seen that with JJ where you know, last year he was more of, I'm going to take off. You know, if I don't see him, I'm going to take off. Now he's keeping his eyes downfield. If he sees a guy like Roman or Cornelius or anyone, he's going to hit that guy. So it's uh, this was a recruitment that I was actually kind of not shocked he committed when he did, but he got offered, Sam, after the Purdue game on November 4th. It's November 14th. 10 days later, he's committed to Michigan. And I think the way it played out, and especially for Kirk Campbell, I don't think they had changed anything to happen. I think they're ecstatic getting a guy like this in the fold, getting their you know, quarterback, a guy where we always talk about recruiting classes. What do you need? You need that signal caller. You need a guy to kind of be the flag carrier of the class, kind of recruit for other guys. He told me that's the plan. He plans on targeting other guys in the 2025 cycle. And last thing I want to point out, I think Steve addressed this, was Michigan didn't take a pure quarterback last cycle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so you're looking at J.J.'s future. He's most likely going to go pro. You're looking at the quarterback roster for in the next two years. What what does that look like? You know, who who could transfer out? You know, who could transfer in? What guys do you still have coming in? There's a lot of moving parts. And I think right now, Carter Smith is the safe bet. Get him in the fold. 
work with him, develop him, and see what you can, you know, come with in a few years. Yeah, a couple of points to really seize upon there. Like you said, Bryce, they didn't take a quarterback in twenty twenty in twenty three. So, what does your quarterback dynamic look like after JJ McCarthy? And if you aren't leading right now for Bryce Underwood, and I don't think they lead right now for Bryce, and we'll get to that coming up, you got to protect your roster. You got to fortify your ranks. And as it stands, first of all, let's, let's slow down a little bit on the J.J. train as far as J.J. jumping. Do I think it's likely that J.J. goes to the NFL? Yes, I think it's likely. Do I think it's a foregone conclusion? No, I do not. Matter of fact, I know it's not a foregone conclusion. I mean, there are other considerations. What does the, what does the draft board look like? 24-7 Sports just had a piece that they put out the other day where they were talking about the, the draft board in 2025, and they made it very clear if J.J. McCarthy comes back, he's the number one quarterback. He is QB1 in 2025 if he comes back. And I know a consideration for him is legacy. And, you know, Jim Harbaugh is already saying he's the best quarterback to ever do it in a Michigan uniform. I know we, hey, look, I know Tom's crew, my autograph fam, I know they're watching. I know Tom kind of checks it out too. We're only talking about Aunt Michigan. We are talking about the, the whole NFL body of work as well. But Aunt Michigan, Jim is already saying this is the number one quarterback to ever do it. He wins the championship. I think it's, it's cemented if it's not cemented already. But legacy, legacy for J.J., imagine if he comes back as a champion, comes back and wins a Heisman Trophy because they're hating on him now, talking about Michigan. Some of them, some of the voters are talking about Michigan cheated, so I can't vote for J.J. Or, hey, he threw eight passes in the last game, so I can't vote for J.J. I think J.J. McCarthy, when you look at what he is up top as far as the head game and how he can play the quarterback position in a pro-style way. He's changing protections. He's reading coverages. He's not getting the answers from the sideline every play like some of the other quarterbacks. And I don't mean that as criticism. I'm just highlighting the difference. And I also think there aren't a lot of quarterbacks who, if their head coach was absent and the chips are down and the acting head coach says, we aren't going to throw any more passes, I don't think that you got a lot of other quarterbacks out there would be like, okay, coach, we're going to do this. A lot of other quarterbacks would be like, hell no, we're throwing this rock. I just threw it 37 times last week for 335 yards. I'm throwing this rock. That wasn't J.J. So my point is the emotional leadership, the, the in-game leadership, and the ability to take everything on his shoulders, I think he's the top guy in the game. I don't think right now NFL execs see it like that. So if there's a scenario where he is outside the top 10, then that's a scenario where it's possible. It's possible he could come back. If the NIL is right and he has a chance to not just have the legacy of being the greatest quarterback to ever do it, but the greatest player to ever do it, you come back after winning a national championship, you aren't just competing with the quarterbacks anymore. You're competing with Charles. You're competing with Dez. You're competing with Tom Hart. That's where you are at that point. And I think that resonates with him. So I know I went off on the tangent. But I'm just saying, let's pump the brakes on the he's definitely gone. He's likely gone, but not definitely gone. He'll definitely be gone in 2025, though. We know this. So what does your quarterback situation look like? 
when he's gone. If you look at the, the board as it stands, fellas, you got Jaden Davis. Jaden Davis is a hell of a prospect. But you look at it, and who is the real challenger to Jaden Davis? Who's the real challenge? If you look right now, that's not to say there won't be any competition, Stephen Bryce, but who is the real guy who's going to push him and say, yeah, he's, they're going to beat him out for that job? I don't know that you can look at the roster right now and say, yeah, that guy's really going to push him. Yeah, they're going to compete, and I'm not saying they can't win, but is it likely that they beat out Jaden Davis? So you need to add more to the mix, more com- competition to the mix, that will make the cream rise to the top even more. And I think that's why you got to take a dude who's as talented as Carter Smith, which gets us back to, does it impact Bryce Underwood? And the answer emphatically was no. Michigan made a point to get on the horn with the Underwoods. They talked to Jaquan. He told me about it. He said, hey, man, they, we knew it was coming. They talked to us. We know what it is. They got to protect their roster. You know, basically, what if Bryce doesn't come? You don't want to get left holding the bag. We get it. And at the same time, we get we're going to have to compete wherever wherever we go. Because, Steve, you mentioned you mentioned Colorado having a quarterback in 25. Well, Florida State has a quarterback in 25. They're in the top seven. Right. Oregon has a quarterback in the 25. They're in the top seven. And he named them to the top seven after they had gotten those 2025 quarterback commits. So that tells you, even if it is. It is a factor. It's a factor that's down the list. This is a guy who's not going to run away from competition. He thinks he's he thinks he's better than all those guys already, right? So he's not going to shy away from a fight, and fight meaning competition. So I, they made sure they did what they have to. What you got to do for the number one player in this state in the past thirty years, you got to call him and be like, "Hey, man, this is what we're thinking. This is what's going on." We want to make sure you know. We want to make sure we're still good. And I think there was an appreciation of that. But it's like, you you only have to worry about that. That's not affecting Michigan's standing with us at all. Michigan's still very much in the mix. There are some other factors that I think will affect it, Bryce. But that, having a quarterback in the class, because Bryce would tell you, I think Bryce would tell you right now, I'm better than all these dudes anyway. He said, I'm better than all these dudes anyway, right? I mean, you, you talk to him, Bryce. He'd be like, hey, man, I'm the number one guy. You know, not, not bashful at all in that way. And that's one of the things you got to love about him. He's definitely a confident kid. That he does not lack. And he shouldn't be non-confident. I mean, he's going to win, I think, in my opinion, another state championship. That'd be his third in a row at Belleville. He's putting up insane numbers. He's got offers from, I mean, he can basically pick what school he wants to go to at the next level. He, and I've talked to some scouts and other people, and they feel he's a top five draft pick when he decides to come out of college. They are that high on his potential. And I think that shows how much Michigan has kind of recruited him. I mean, they have done everything you could possibly do at this up to this point in terms of the Bryce Underwood recruitment. And I saw even rumors of, you know, oh, Michigan hasn't seen him and Michigan's not paying attention to him. Kirk Campbell and uh, Chris Partridge was at at his high school game during the bye week. So they're doing everything they can. He's a guy that's made it super clear. He's very interested in Michigan. And he's shown that because he's been up to campus so many times during the offseason. But at this point, 
Michigan has to, like you said, they have to protect their roster. And it's, I, I don't want to compare this to the Dante Moore recruitment, but when you look back at that recruitment and how that cycle played out, they didn't offer any quarterbacks. This is a guy that they had all their eggs in one basket. He decided to go elsewhere. It kind of left them somewhat scrambling. And at this point, Kirk Campbell is saying, hey, we have a lot of quality quarterbacks out there in the country, especially one right in our own backyard. But if that does not go our way, we can't be left standing at the altar saying I do and no one else is saying I do back to us. So that's kind of where Michigan is at. Again, I'm a huge fan of Carter Smith because I think development, he's the guy that a lot of people are telling me, oh, he's super raw. He's going to take time, blah, blah, blah. I actually don't think he's as raw as some people say he is. I think he's got a lot of upside, a lot of potential, and he could potentially even play early if they asked him to. I think that's how good he is. The other thing with this, too, is will this kind of move the needle, though? You know, like, does this really is, – is this something where I think Michigan can look at and say, you know, should we have taken this commitment – but like you said, Sam, I don't think he cares. His dad certainly doesn't seem like he cared about this. At the end of the day, Bryce isn't afraid of competition, and that's going to show at any school he picks. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So, so Steve, let's get brass tacks about it, though. You know, there are I mean, Michigan's biggest. They got two big advantages. Number one, proximity. You know, I, I think I, I definitely think he likes the idea of playing in front of the home crowd. But that's not that's not like the be all end all. I think a bigger factor, a bigger advantage, the relationship advantages that they've gained over time with Kirk Campbell and the relationship he's he's formed with him. Ben Herbert, a huge, huge Ben Herbert guy. You also have, uh, you know, his, his teammate, Jeremiah Beasley, heading over there. And last but not least, I mean, they're only still in this race because of Steve Klinkscale, right? I mean, Michigan was when, – when Matt Weiss was – I cannot stress enough. When Matt Weiss was the quarterback coach, Michigan was out. They had no chance, like no chance at Bryce. It was over. We wouldn't even be talking about it right now. So for them to even be at this point is a flat-out miracle. They fell up the stairs by changing quarterback coaches because that puts them in the mix here. But then you got the other things. I think fit has been an ongoing assessment. What do I mean by fit? But this, this guy has aspirations to A, win, like he has. All he's done is win at Belleville. 
But he also, Heisman Trophy, put up big stats. And so J.J.'s season has been kind of an eval process. How is he really doing as they've kind of evolved into a more of a quarterback-dependent offense? And so that that's a work in progress. And then NIL. I mean, have I not been talking about NIL from the beginning of this recruitment? And some people look at that as a pejorative. I don't. I look at it as a fact of life. And right now, we know how they get down in the South NIL-wise, uh, Steve. And so that's something that Michigan is is going to have to effectively combat if they're going to be able to come out of this recruitment with their prize. So a few things. I mean, <clears throat> if you're in Bryce Underwood's position, you should be trying to maximize your NIL situation, right? I mean, you're that highly ranked. You're that talented. You have that many programs who want to make you the guy. Uh it's guys like him should be the ones benefiting from the change in direction as far as athletes being able to uh, make some name off of their name, image, and likeness. We do know, like you said, Sam, it's a little bit different down south. Uh, obviously, that does it's going to play a factor in any race when you're recruiting against those guys. Uh, but I, I guess <laughs> did JJ McCarthy throwing eight passes on Saturday? Uh, is that going to end up affecting his NFL draft stock at all? No. Nah. So I, I, I guess I can't re- – the, the one thing – I mean, I get it. Uh, Jane Daniels is putting up some insane numbers at LSU this season. In, in a way, it's really maybe Michigan's worst-case scenario in that regard that he's putting up the numbers that he's putting up. But could argue Michigan with Bryce Underwood in a better position – to continue winning the Big Ten and contending for a national championship every year when you don't. LSU's always got the, the the opportunity, the chance to be in there, but it's definitely a harder battle down south in the SEC uh, to be able to do it in front of your home crowd, in front of your friends and family every Saturday, I got to think would play a role. Uh, but I, I, the fifth, I just never really understood that. You know, Michigan has shown the ability this year to – showcase J.J. McCarthy in a huge way. Uh, Really, if anything, last week was the exception this season to the rule. It's really been the J.J. show for Michigan the vast majority of the time. So, uh, you know, and it's not going to hurt, like I said, his draft stock whatsoever uh, that they ran the ball 32 straight times and beat a top-10 team on the road. Uh, You know, so interesting recruitment. Like I said, it does – it is kind of uh, it's kind of crappy for Michigan that Daniels is putting up the numbers because that's an easy pitch for Brian Kelly and company to say uh, they're probably telling him we think you could be even better than Daniels has been for us right we you could take us to the next you know here we are right now they got what three losses I think mm-hmm. uh, you know with you we're not losing those three games right and and we'll you know so well I, I mean. <laughs> so, so Michigan's counter is is very simple. Who, what quarterback has Brian Kelly developed? And and when you look at Jaden Daniels, it, yeah, he's putting up stats. But what are those stats doing for him in the win department? Like tangibly, what are they doing? You're all you've done is win championships. Do you want to do something less in college? That would be that's the pitch. You go there, put up numbers. You come here put up numbers and wins, meaningful wins. Look at what's going on with J.J. McCarthy right now. Now, listen, NIL, I'm like you. 
I, I'm just, it's long overdue prospects, uh, players, and I'm an advocate for high school prospects in every state being able to realize NIL right now. Michigan doesn't have that law yet. It should. So for me, it should be a part of the recruiting process. I don't begrudge parents who who look at that as one of the key ingredients at all. You got Jimbo, Jimbo Fisher about to get $76 million not to coach, and it's a problem when a prospect gets paid in hell. I, I just I don't buy any of that. The If you are recruiting and trying to build a roster, you got to have an NIL plan that a prospect of his ilk can see if it's not immediate, like some of these Southern schools, it's not supposed to be like a inducement. If it's not like that, can they see it very clearly? What's going to be on the horizon for them? This is why how JJ is doing, that's your best pitch. How JJ is doing on the field and how JJ is doing NIL wise is their best case. That's what they can sell. You know, they, they are not going to be, Hey, this is how much money you're going to get to come to Michigan. That's just not how they're going to do that. Now, I'm going to say something that I've been saying all along. Outside of Michigan, outside of the the program and the university, man, there are business interests everywhere. And there there are ways to figure out how you can present a case, how you can present a lucrative case for for sponsorship, for NIL agreements down the line that aren't inducements, that aren't contingent upon you going a particular place. You know, you could be a car company, a, a software company. You could be one of those companies who say, well, look, we'll do business with you wherever you go because we think you're a generational talent like that. But boy, oh boy, if you were at home, on the home front, the opportunities would be that much greater. That is a compelling case and a legal case and the kind of thing that they're doing in other states. Like whether it's businesses or or state governments like Missouri, they figured out a rule where you sign with the you know, state institution and you can start getting NIL money right now in high school. You sign with some out-of-state school, you can't get NIL, right? So they're figuring out ways to get things done in other states. I'm going to say right now what I said months ago. If the NIL money cannon doesn't fire in this instance, then I don't think it exists. That doesn't mean that Michigan can't get it done without it. But, boy, I I mean, it's like the bad signal. The bad signal is up. The dude makes his decision January 6th, right? Uh, You know, Michigan, get him on campus for the Ohio State game. See what you can do there. Like J.J. McCarthy having a big game, being able to see what he brings to the table NIL-wise. All these things really, really help. But, man, the the clincher, all things being equal, let's say he thinks he's going to get developed at all these places. Let's say he has relationships that are on par at, at all these places. Could NIL be the difference? And if NIL is the difference, can Michigan win that battle? Right now, right now, I would say no. Right now, I would say no. But right now, it's not January 6th. So let's see how those ingredients balance out in the coming months. He gets a chance to feel right at home once again if he makes it to the Ohio State game. And again, what is J.J. doing? What is J.J. doing on and off the field business-wise? And can he see himself in a similar position? That's a big question for J.J. McCarthy. But, hey, 
Let's take a pause here from this discussion. We'll come back around. We'll start getting some of your questions in as far as the uh, as far as the recruiting is concerned. Because I want to take a pause and bring in one of our great partners. Remember, I told you guys uh, if you watch us over on the football breakdowns or film studies, that people have been asking, man, when are you going to get an app? Like TMI is great on mobile, but we don't have a dedicated app that brings you all of our offerings, all the things that you consume fan-wise, right? Well, Tom Brady came up with the solution. Tom Brady and his team at Autograph. I've been telling you folks about it. Some of you have uh, used the app already. Like Jay Will Succeeds, that I'm loving the TB12 app. Autograph, go blue, right? We got people in the chat right now who've already used the app. Some of you don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So I'm going to bring now to the stage bring to the program a guy who can tell you all about it. He is my man. He's the guy who made me a Wolverine. I'll tell you all about that coming up. But Joe Perez joins us right now. And Joe, first of all, welcome to the program. Glad you could join us and spend some time with us and tell the folks out there about Autograph and what it's all about and and how they can get it. So uh, first of all, welcome. How are you? Joe, You, you I think you're muted. Sorry about that. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Great to have. Uh, thanks a lot for having me here, man. Really, really excited. All right. So for folks who don't know what Autograph is, can you tell them what it's all about? Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, the company was founded. Tom Brady is a co-founder back a couple of years ago. But I think the real kind of mission at the time was creating, you know, these unforgettable fan experiences, right? And we're continuing to do that with, um, you know, the app you mentioned. We're really excited about, you know, in, in terms of really just the, the basics of it is rewarding fans for that undying love they have for their teams. So we're, uh, and we're starting with Michigan because obviously Tom went there and did some good things. So we're excited well, to start in Michigan. Yeah. He's obviously the, the big hook, but he, he drafted people who have an affinity for Michigan as well. Like yourself, because I heard your, is your claim to fame that you got dunked on by Chris Weber? Is that right? No, no, I just, uh, we played, I, I was, uh, I, I grew up in Michigan. I'm a, I'm a diehard, uh, you know, Michigan, uh, born and raised, born at Beaumont Hospital. But uh, my school had the unfortunate uh, pleasure of playing Detroit Country Day. And we were a very, very small Catholic boys school with not many people that could play on the team. So I was probably the third ha- tallest person. So you can just imagine how that went. Yeah, see, the youngsters don't know. See, I got Chris Weber on the, on the ball back here. <laughs> They don't know. I remember watching Chris Webber commit to Michigan. They broke into a Tigers broadcast. That's yeah. how big it was when Chris committed to Michigan. Just big time, big time talent. But they, to have all these people with Michigan alums, Michigan fans that kind of get it, get yeah. the passion that Michigan fans have. That's what Tom did by bringing all you guys together and being able to aggregate the fan experience, I think is a very novel concept for the autograph app, but the other part of it, the part that I think really puts it over the top is that you reward fans for yeah. doing what they already do. Yeah. And so I think we kind of, you know, we were, we were, when we thought about, we were thinking what, you know, a good marker was uh, membership miles programs or frequent flyer, you know, but in the olden days you would just get on a plane and the utility was, I'm going to buy this ticket and I'm going to go from one point, point A to point B and I'm going to get there. And that's all I get. And then, you know, it was actually, I I did some research, but it was almost, I think it was in the 50s when there was the first um, membership miles or frequent flyer program. So we were kind of thinking, why is there some, not something like that for fans? 
And so, but it's obviously very hard. You know, what, what you just mentioned is not easy because if I were to say, I want to track every active fandom in around the entire world for every sport, for every team, well, that's a hard problem to solve. But, you know, obviously what we think is a great way to do it is you have some technology, you work with partners like yourselves and you find a way to create a platform that allows everybody to kind of, you know, get, get in front of the fans. So we've been able to do that. And I think it's been really fun because uh, I do think uh, I think there was actually a lot of doubt even that, well, people really care about getting rewarded for the things they already do. And what's kind of funny is that they really do care. Um, and they also care about being ranked. So we have a leaderboard and then you level up just like in Sky Miles when you see the person walking in front of you getting on to first class and you're like, how do I get on to first class? Mm-hmm. Well, we have a way to do that now. And we did start with podcasts and blogs. So as you read a blog post or you listen to a podcast on our app, you get points, you then level up. It's very simple. And then there's these really cool rewards um, that we have on the other end, which are either they could be signed memorabilia, it could be merchandise, could be eventually tickets, upgrades. It could be, you know, all kinds of VIP treatment at the game. But we really found that people just want, you know, it's not like people are actually asking for more than just the experience of being a fan. Like you go to the game because you need to love the team, but it's kind of more like the surprise and delight of, yeah, I went to the game, but, you know, for the first time, I'm actually getting a little bit of a reward on top of the actual experience. So I think that's what's been really cool because it was just a theory that, you know, would people want this? And it's kind of turning out that they really do. So it's really cool to see it. Well, it certainly is a hit with our users who want to be able to see everything that we do from the standpoint of stories we put out, podcasts we do, programs like this, just have the have it all available to you in one app, and including other fan consumptions like MGO Blog, my, my, my pals over there, and other great yeah. podcasts. It all comes in one place, and now you're accruing points and points that you can use for rewards. So we met, we met face-to-face there. I keep bringing this out. And, and they made me a Wolverine, folks. They made me a Wolverine. Mean, look, going to Michigan makes you a Wolverine. But I'm talking about, like, literally made me a Wolverine. And so I said, man, it was so cool because they were coming up like, man, we were thinking maybe doing something to give you some Tom Brady memorabilia or some different things like that. And when he said that, I was like, oh, man, you you about to lose the room <laughs> because there's nothing that's going to match that. And then he came yeah. out with the Wolverines. And I said, it was so cool that I said, I got to make it be a part of my background, but this would be an awesome reward, right? I, yeah. you know, I don't know all the rewards you have, but I felt like my listeners, my readers, my subscribers would love something like this. And we've gotten great feedback. So a lot of folks want to be a Wolverine, Joe. Yeah, no, and that's what's so cool about it. I mean, honestly, Sam, you understand because you've been doing this for a long time. And so did the guys at MGO blog and all the others. It's just a, it's, it's a, you know, this devotion to being, a, you guys are like the ultimate super fans. I mean, you did it, you went so big into you have your own shows and do your, you know, posts on a blog. But I think what's really cool is that authenticity of like, we could give people, I don't know, sideline passes, but that's actually not as cool sometimes as the, the, the digital Wolverine. It's the thought that goes behind it. It's the authenticity. And even when we made those, as you see with yours, we really thought about very intentionally what the backgrounds were going to be and what the you know, characteristics of the personality are and all that. So what was cool is that you, you made some, a call out on one of your other shows and a bunch of your fans tweeted us that wanted their Wolverines. And there's some behind me here that we made a bunch of them. And there's just some really like this one. I'll just pull this here. This guy, this is a real user. One of your, one of your users or That's your right. audience members. And he just, they you. would tell us, we had a form that says, tell us what you like to, to do and kind of your personality. And, and then we made these. So, 
So it's been really cool just to see that kind of, uh, it's been really cool to see that kind of engagement though, because that's where people are like, you know what? They kind of were thoughtful about it. They went a little bit further than just giving me like a t-shirt or a hat or something. So I think that's, what's really exciting for us is it's not just about the fact that people are going to level up and get points and stuff. It's like, well, what is on the other end of that? How cool is it? And if it isn't tweet worthy, then it's not cool enough. We haven't done our job. So that's kind of what we're thinking. We're always trying to make it, you know, make it really awesome. So we're really excited about the, the feedback we've gotten because people are really excited. First and foremost, just that everything's in one place. Right. And it's easy to navigate. I think, you know, back in the 90s, for us older internet people, um, the RSS feeds of the world used to bring all your content together. But that content was your news content, your entertainment content, your sports content. But this is 100% Michigan only, top to bottom content. So I think there's something special about keeping it so focused on Michigan is really important because then all the inside jokes are understood. All the inside baseball actually matters. People actually care about the inside baseball. It's not like you're talking to your 10,000 friends on Facebook when you post a picture of the game or talk about some recruiting thing. Well, nobody cares on Facebook, right? Uh, but they care here because it's, it's just – and people don't even know each other, Sam. That's what's so cool. You don't need to know everybody. You just need to all be Michigan fans. And that's kind of what is really exciting, right? So, folks, you see the QR code on the screen. You can get the app just by scanning the QR code. So go ahead, check it out. Check out the app. Now, it's for iOS users. Now, I keep getting this, Joe. If people want an update, (laughs) the Droid users out there say, hey, what about us, Joe? What about us, Tom? (laughs) When is the app going to be ready for us? Do you have an update on that? Yeah, we do. We are, we're, we're, um, we're, we put up a, um, and we'll share it uh, later. We'll give you a link so you can share, but there's a wait list for the Android. We just, we're just getting a read from everybody who wants it, but there is a ton, as you mentioned. So um, that's what we're excited about. We're getting that. And, and the way we've built the app allows us to port to Android faster than, than, you know, what you typically would do. So that's going to be great. We're, we, we've seen the demand. And, uh, but I think that was also important, Sam, is we needed to know if anybody actually cared and really liked it. But what's been great, it's only been probably three or four weeks, but the retention's really high and people really like it and they're telling the friends. So now that that's happening, we're like, okay, now we can start to invest in Android and other, um, you know, other platforms. Right now, I know some of you are listening to this on, via podcast, so you can't see the QR code. If you're listening via podcast, go to link.ag.fan slash Sam Webb. That's link.ag.fan slash Sam Webb, no space, and the invite code is Sam Webb, no space. Go ahead and get that autograph app, start using it, start consuming all the things you already consume, you know, stories from TMI, you know, all of these YouTube programs, our podcasts, and other Michigan fan consumptions of yours, and start accruing those points so you can get those rewards, great events that you can check into and get rewards. And then there's also something I just put on michiganinsider.com, uh, a little bit ago, the Harbaugh quiz. You yeah. Take the Harbaugh quiz, right? Start getting your points for the Harbaugh quiz as well. <laughs> There's so many ways that you can take advantage of this great app. So take advantage right now. I will show you the QR code one more time. So, folks, again, get ready. Get your phones out. Maybe you're watching on your phone right now. Get ready to scan it. And I'll share it with you here as I bring it up on the screen for you to see. And here it is right now. Scan that QR code. Get the app. And uh, and Joe, man, it's been a fun ride so far. Yeah, yeah, it has been fun. And we appreciate all your support. And uh, just excited to get the word out more to as many Michigan fans as we can. 
That's right. TV12. Tell TV12, man. We got to see him break down some film at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, that's, your, I know that's one of your big uh, requests. We'll see if we can uh, get him out there and break some film down. You know, he loves to do that. So Yeah, let's see if we can make it happen. All right, Joe <laughs> Perez, man. Appreciate your time. All right. Thank you so much, Sam. All right. That was Joe Perez. From the team at Autograph, let me bring the crew back to the stage. And, fellas, again, it's time to get back to talking some recruiting. I got folks who, hey, man, let's try the Autograph app out. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm stumping for the Droid fan. Look, listen, I got a Droid. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm right there, but, I, you know, we have iPhones in the family, too. So, you know, we're able to partake in both. But, yeah, you know, it, it's coming. But the app is outstanding. If you, everyone that I've come across that has used it, they're huge fans. Huge fans because they can keep up with things like what's going on with Bryce Underwood. We left off talking about, listen, NIL is a factor. Is it the factor? Is it the factor? I think it becomes the factor if all other things are equal. And, you know, right now, Michigan, I think they're out front in relationships. I think, you know, they, they've, they've, really progressed as far as fit is concerned because of how JJ has performed this year. Right. And so how, cause that was one of the things that they said before the season, like we want to see how JJ does with Kirk Campbell as a coach, you know, I mean, are they, as you put more on his shoulders, are you going to see that manifest on the field in actual games? And we have, and I'll can, I'll say again, these are the quarterbacks that are at the top. They're getting the answers every play from the sideline or virtually every play from the sideline. That's not JJ. They, they do the check. They check with me sometimes. They have it in their, in their scheme. But most of the time, JJ's dropping back reading the defense himself. JJ's changing protections himself, right? And that, that's more pro-ready than some of the guys they have ranked ahead of him. So we'll see how it goes. I think that has great weight with, with Bryce. And that, that to me is their biggest selling point. And then we'll have to see if, if the, the, if there's a compelling case in IOIs, you got two things that can happen. You could just blow them out the box in all the other categories. And then he just realized my earning potential as the best player to come out of this state in 30 years is through the roof. I'm going to make my bread, you know, right now. And I'm going to get developed better for the, for the league than any place else that could put NIL in a box or or he feels like that's going to happen anywhere I'm going to be developed you know to the nth degree anywhere I go and the fit is the same anywhere I go among my final seven and now it's the I'm looking at NIL it does that cannon get fired from some interest around Michigan to say man there's going to be some great opportunities maybe it's some one of the big three you know maybe it's Maybe it's Google. I mean, it ain't all kind of business, all kind of businesses have Michigan affiliation that it would make sense to have a guy like this be a pitch man or a front man, fellas. So, but I, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about some of the other developments as far as visitors are concerned. Still waiting to see uh, about Bryce. Uh, you know, his dad said they were just waiting to get the link to get everything set up. People took that to mean that, oh, Michigan isn't. Pro-. No, he, he, it was mentioned as a formality. They like they hadn't done it yet. <laughs> it was not like, oh, Michigan is holding out on oh, them getting tickets. That's not happening, okay, folks? So it sounds likely that they'll be there. They have their playoff game this week against Davis, and they win that, then they will play next Sunday. 
so the Sunday after the Michigan-Ohio State game. And he said they would definitely still come if they're playing on Sunday. So, uh, But other visitors, Bryce, let's start breaking those guys down for the, for the big game, for the game next week, Michigan-Ohio State. Well, obviously, they haven't had tons of visitors, Sam. I mean, the first two weeks, they self-imposed a two-game visit ban to start the year. So this has been kind of the weekend they've been shaping up to be the do-all, end-all, the biggest weekend. And it makes sense. This is number one or whatever they're going to be, top two, three teams in the country squaring off. This is the game. This is what everyone's coming to see. A guy we're going to start off with who's – some people 24-7 sports has ranked even higher than Bryce Underwood is David Sanders, the offensive tackle out of Providence Day, a high school that Michigan fans might be somewhat familiar with because Michigan has their quarterback and wide receiver, Jaden Davis and Channing Goodwin, both committed in the 2024 class. David has not been to a game this season or to at least a Michigan football game this season. He has been to Michigan for the first time back in the summer for the barbecue actually we had him in the studio had a great time he talked about it you can check it on the youtube page to see that full interview but he will be coming up with his family that's a big time guy carter smith he's going to be returning obviously we kind of noted on him the quarterback that just committed to michigan carter low offensive tackle in the 2025 class from toledo ohio he's got michigan Ohio State, a couple other schools. He's a big fan of Sharon Moore. He's really liked what they've done up front. He will be returning to campus. Avery Gash, this is a guy that now in-state offensive tackle four-star in the 2025 class. He's making his third straight executive trip to Michigan. He went up for the Indiana game, came back for the Purdue game. Now he will be coming for the Ohio State game. Nate Marshall, a guy to know, he's a defense lineman out of the state of Illinois. He's borderline five-star talent in the 2025 class. He came up for the barbecue for the first time ever. He will be on campus as well. So the 2025 class, Sam, will be absolutely loaded. There's going to be guys, I mean, it's going to be dozens of prospects. But two guys right now that are big maybes, that are guys to watch, are one, Nitro Tuggo, he's a Georgia commit, wide receiver, same high school as JoJo Edmonds, and a guy in that Michigan and Ron Bellamy and the wide receivers coach have been working on to kind of get that OV from. There's a possibility he comes. And then sticking with wide receiver recruiting, Gallon Bear, you know, this is a guy from the state of Idaho, the number one prospect in the state. We've been kind of, you know, dropping – breadcrumbs here and there and say just keep watching Michigan is monitoring they've been slowly but surely keep chipping away keep chipping away Boise State recently dismissed their head coach now he's kind of looking around he just took an unofficial visit back to Oregon this past weekend and I and it's just kind of what I'm hearing but it's a good very good chance that we see him up for the house state game. But I think Michigan right now is in prime position to get them spatulas out, Sam. Yeah, man. Him. Yeah, man. That Gatlin bear is, that's the one of all the guys that got away. I mean, you could look at it at a few different, but he's the one Steve that is like, man, 
that one because it just felt like they were on the verge. They were on the cusp. They were closer to to getting him. And, you know, the, the questions started to hit. A, you know, distance. He was right there at home, and they kind of sold they had a 1,000-yard receiver, right? But And Colston had had a flash, but he hadn't really sustained it over the course of a, of a season yet. So you really hadn't seen that that level of production. But now you've seen that level of production, and his coach just got fired. And you, you wonder if that distance question kind of went out the window. So you get him on, you get him back on campus, and I just think it'd be – I think if Michigan were closer to home, they would have got him in the first place. And now you got a chance to come back around and see it and see that atmosphere. Steve, that's the one that – you talk about flip. I know you got Nitro Tuggle in there that they're tr- still trying to get. A- you got some different guys uh, that have flip potential, but he's the one where I'm like, man, I I think they're more likely than not to actually get that one done, in my opinion. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, hard not to agree, right? Especially you think about Michigan obviously finished second there. Probably a close second, right? I remember Brandon, didn't Brandon Huffman say it was like about 50-50 going into the last like week or so before he decided – the fact he's considering other programs again after the firing has to mean that relationships are pretty important to him and his recruitment, right? Obviously, they were the hometown school, but choosing Boise State over Michigan and Oregon must have meant that relationship with their staff was pretty meaningful, right? So if Michigan was right there at the end, you got to think if they're able to get him up next weekend and the visit goes well, now, you know, don't get me wrong, Dan Landing, great recruiter at Oregon, right? Oregon's tough to recruit against. Uh, they're having a great year also. But, you know, this does, I agree, much more than Nitro Tuggle, who's committed to Georgia. Uh, definitely feels like one. If As long as he if he's there next weekend and it goes well, uh, it does feel like one that Michigan's going to have uh, as good a shot as any of getting. And would really, right? It's, and receivers is a position we've talked about. We know he, you know, he's not enrolling this season still, correct, Bryce? He's still going on the mission. Mm-hmm. But just elite ta- – he'd probably be like the – he'd be like a top 10 player in the 26 class, really. Like, he's already, a, he's already a top 50 in the 24. Give him two more years. And he's like – you're getting like a five-star level guy in a couple seasons. You kind of put him in your back pocket. So, uh, yeah, no. Good. This is why you stay on guys like that. Like, yeah, man, you maintain relationships. I, I say the same thing even with Bryce, right? You you know, you recruit till the bell and after it with a guy like that because you just never know what's going to happen. What if Chip Kelly gets fired, Dante Moore, right? You keep recruiting for a reason because you, you might get another bite of the apple down the line. So uh, it's not over even when they commit. Uh, and so it certainly was true with even if the Boise State coaches don't get fired. It's like, man, you know, a whole lot can change in a couple of years. And so that you keep recruiting him, uh, even if they're still there. He might look at it and you're a couple of years down the line and either Jaden Davis or Bryce Underwood is your quarterback. And it's like, man, I get a chance to go play with them versus whoever Boise State's going to have at that point. And it starts to look a whole lot different. So you. You got to love it. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. 
a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You shoot your shot with all these guys. Nitro Tuggle, too. It's a steeper hill to climb. But, man, you got JoJo Edmond, who was recently named an All-American, right? We, we talked about JoJo. We talked about JoJo being a guy. Like, not just some throw-in because they didn't get Aaron Scott. It was, he was a guy who came to camp and worked out, and the only reason they paused is because they were waiting to see what Aaron Scott was going to do. And the moment Aaron Scott committed to Ohio State, they were on JoJo Edmond, and it was like, boom. And remember I told you guys at the time, I might be a little down on Ryan Walters because he, he started crying about sign stealing, but I still think he's a hell of a coach. <laughs> I still think he's a hell of a coach who can spot wow. some DBs. <laughs> he can spot some DBs. And he was on this dude. He was on this dude. So it's kind of like if Iowa is on a tight end, that's saying something. If Ryan Walters is on a DB, that's a guy. And so we told you this was a guy that all of a sudden he's top 247. He's all American. It's like, see, did we tell you? We were saying this from the beginning, right, Steve? So there was actually, I don't know if it was somebody wrote the, whoever wrote the article for the All-American, for his, for Edmonds All-American candidacy, there was a, a Buckeye fan that commented, it was like something like, LOL, this is who they got after missing on Aaron Scott. And it's like, if they're playing in the All-American game, he theoretically could end the cycle ranked higher than Aaron Scott still. Like, he's, he's a top 150 guy. Right. It's like, the you know, my response would be, yeah. <laughs> like, they said, yeah, say so they got an All-American player to replace the guy, you know, Aaron Scott or whatever. But like, like you said, though, Sam, he was a guy either way. Uh, but just, yeah, from a perception standpoint, uh, just uh, more stupidity as there has been recently. So, um, guys, though, right? That's kind of synonymous, right? Yeah, no, I mean, at this point, it's, it's uh, you know, I loved, I, as a, a quick aside, I loved the uh, – the call out of Brian Emgo blogs, uh, RPS metric, uh, the Ohio state writer called out his RPS metric of Penn state last year versus this year, you know, his rock, paper, scissors on his, uh, UFR when it's like, it's because Michigan threw rock the entire second half of the game. That's why the, that's why that, like they were implying that the difference was that the coaches didn't know the signs. It's like, no, they ran the same play for like a whole quarter. So, yeah, just uh, it's it's become well, it's continued to be comical. But sorry, I had I had to throw that in there. I probably will say it again on the pod with Zach here in a little bit. But uh, but either way, no, uh, Edmund, great player, and Michigan's done a great job. Like let's real other another thing too. We talk about edge; they want to get another guy. I think they're still kind of looking for a D. If they found a a big guy in the middle, I think they'd still. This is one area where Michigan has always excelled in is always finding the late guy that turns out at a variety of positions too, not just a couple. They're always really good. So that's one of my favorite parts of covering this program from a recruiting standpoint. It's always fun to see the the late names that pop up uh, at a variety of positions. And then, then three or four years later, talking about how, Highly, they got drafted in the NFL or something. You know, I mean, it's just that we've been down that road a hundred times. So, Steve, you mentioned a guy. I just got a text, Marcus Wimberly, the yeah. commit for Arkansas. He just confirmed he will be going to Michigan, wow. Ohio State. So that's so, 
There you go. There's another big name, right? You could talk about it a little. Yeah. Yeah. The unicorn. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. Arkansas commit what three stars still. I don't think we've even ranked. I don't think 24 seven has even ranked him yet. Have we? I think he's 86. He's 86. Yeah. Yeah, No, they're, they're, they really like that kid a lot. That's somebody who maybe we'll link him on the board after we post the podcast, but, uh, that's big. That's a big visit. I would, I'd say he's one of their top two or three targets uh, at safety in 25, for sure. That's a huge confirmation. Yeah, man. You Good know, work. It's one of those deals where, you know, coach, you look at any program, coaches on the hot seat or coaches getting fired, and that's opportunity. You, you, you get a chance to pillage and plunder those classes, and Arkansas is obviously no different, not immune to that. So we'll see what what happens there. I feel really, really good about Gatlin Bear. Um, You know, you see how JoJo is kind of moving up the boards. Diehard Michigan really has a a, a strong relationship with with Nitro. You just wonder, does does he start to catch the feeling? Does he start to catch feelings, as they say? You wonder about that. So a lot to look forward to with the uh, Michigan-Ohio State game. Want to get in a couple of questions from the people here uh, really quickly, uh, a lot of reaction to the, to the autograph app, obviously Jay will succeed. Um, uh, moving on down the line, Andrew, <laughs> Android app, please. Yes, that we got you. We got you. Uh, so here's what Marcus Ellis, any concerns that Underwood is looking at LSU's Daniels uh, and saying that could be me. I, I think absolutely. I mean, that's right. Fellas that I keep, that's their pitch. <laughs> That's, that's the easiest pitch. Right. That's exactly, yeah. Yeah. that's exactly what they're saying. But you're saying if you're Michigan, you could be JJ. You could be JJ. And I would make the argument. And you tell me if you guys agree with this. JJ McCarthy is more pro ready than Jaden Daniels. He is more pro ready than Jaden Daniels. You ask an NFL scout. Now, I'm not talking about just Jaden Daniels run faster. I don't know. I don't know. Jayden, oh, actually, I don't actually, know. yeah. <laughs> I keep thinking. Of, I keep thinking of Corum's touchdown against Iowa, where JJ out JJ outran him. Would have outran him the end zone. So yeah, I don't know if he's faster. He he has better stats, but he he plays in the kind of offense where that's what they do. They're basketball on the grass. They play no defense down there, right? And you got Brian Kelly. I mean, you know, Brian Kelly's been a a good college coach. He hasn't been a he hasn't been a guy who's the, a developed a quarterback or b won anything. Like he was supposed to come come down there and make a difference right away at LSU. This is a program that won a national championship a couple years ago, mind you, right? And I mean, it, it, every big game they've had, they've lost with Brian Kelly at the helm. So, listen, what about winning? What about winning? And look at pro development with JJ McCarthy. Look at what you can see on film, changing protections, reading coverages, not looking to the sideline every play to get that answer. That makes him more pro ready. And so that'll be Michigan's case to, to kind of try to combat that. We'll see how it goes. So here's one for you, fellas. You chime in on this. Mark T wants to know what percentage, what probability Gatlin shows up? Not for, I don't, I don't know if he's talking about the visit or shows up in a class. So what's the, let's do both. Percentage chance that he shows up on the visit, Bryce and Steve. Percentage chance Michigan gets him in you guys' estimation. 
Mm, I'm going to say 85% he shows up for the visit. And then I'm going to say 60% he's in the class. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, 72.4% he shows up to the game. Uh, 43.6% he ends up in the class, provided he does show up for the game. I kind of got to think if he doesn't show up for the game, he's probably right. going to choose. He might go to Oregon, right? I mean, right. hard yeah. to imagine. Yeah, he just visited Oregon. So yeah, he did. Yep, to, yep, he did visit. Yeah, just, yeah, probably didn't make that clear. But, uh, but yeah, so, yeah, what was, I don't even remember. 72.3 and 43.6, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Bryce. I'm over 80% that he visits. And if he visits, I'm 70% they get him. I okay. think he – I think his – between his coach, Cameron Anderson, who you could tell, like he's not clearly he's not pushing Gatlin in a direction. Or he I think he if he were pushing Gatlin somewhere, I think he would have pushed him to Michigan. So that clearly that wasn't the case. But he can see how well Coaston is doing. Right. I think the the regard that he has for Jay Harbaugh and Ron Bellamy is to the nth degree. And now he can tell the kid, man, you see the the stats that Look at what Roman is doing as far as touchdowns are concerned. And you see them throwing the football more. I mean, man, this is this will get you ready. I if they get them on campus, I'm I'm up to 70% that they uh that they get them. Kwame Tuasami, he said, I want that Michigan versus everybody sweatshirt. Valiant. You can get it from Valiant. And so I will get you, you know what? Just Google Valiant. And that's where all the Michigan versus everybody gear. My man, Jared Wangler, hooked up the TMI crew. So I got Bryce and Steve's. I got theirs right here as well. Because it really is Michigan versus everybody. Make no mistake, man. That's what it is right now. And so we have to, we have to represent. Here is a very interesting question, guys, that I want to get to before we get out of here. Um, someone asked, what past prospect do you think Michigan has a chance of coming back around and getting uh, in the transfer portal? You guys know who came immediately to mind to me. I already mentioned them, but who would come to mind for you? Like if right now, even if they aren't in the portal, you're like, yeah, Michigan could come back around and get this guy. Get? I don't know, but I tell you what, I you know, I, I read our Texas site quite a bit, and there's rumors that Quinn Ewers may – return again next season for the Longhorns, I would be fascinated to know where Arch Manning's head and recruitment would potentially go if he decided he didn't want to sit behind Ewers for a second year. To to the point where I actually looked up the relationship between Jim Harbaugh and Peyton Manning, and I feel like it's a pretty positive relationship. Not the guy I would – he would not be my leader in the clubhouse – Obviously, but I'd be interested to know if Michigan would maybe have a small feather in their cap there uh, with both Jim and Peyton having such a good relationship with the Colts organization, if maybe Michigan would be under consideration in a situation like that. But I already know I already know who Sam was, was thinking of. Try to think of another guy, but, you know, Arch would be the, uh, the dark horse name, I feel like, if Ewers was to return. Bryce? I 
You know, I'm thinking of your guy, too. I think outside the box, the guy that they didn't recruit, but if they do look at transfer portal guys, and I'm not even saying he's going to transfer. I've just seen it. You know how the internet is. They throw up any name. But Cameron Rising, who just basically took a red shirt this mm-hmm. year, has been hurt. It, he's He could be the Jake Rudock maybe mm-hmm. next year, you know? So that's a possibility. He's very intriguing, to say the least. If he entered, I should say. Yeah, he's, I mean, you know, I, I think he's like the guy at Utah. So you you, you want to get a big farmer at quarterback now. He's been doing decent. So, yeah. so you know, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, Dante Moore, man. Dante Moore. Yeah. Same thing with, I mean, Matt Weiss was a huge, huge issue there. In that sweepstakes, were there other factors? Sure, there were other factors, right? But that was a big one. The relationship with what's the coach? The coach at um at Arizona State right now. Why, why am I drawing a blank? Jeff Fish, Dillingham. Yeah, yeah, oh. Dillingham. Yeah, he was the guy who he really vibed with at Oregon. So many people made it all about NIL. Was NIL a factor? Sure, it was. I mean, he said it was a factor. But the fact that he didn't vibe with the quarterback coach here was a huge, huge deal. And now, again, you have you have proof. Like, you can see what J.J. has done, right? You can see that J.J. has emerged as a bona fide pro. pro like, he could – I think he's a first-rounder right now. The question is, is he top 10? Will the scouts see him as top 10? That's the Kirk Campbell effect. Right, whose you know power, personality, and ability to connect with guys is just on a different level. So I think that's the kind of thing. Talk about getting another bite of the apple. If he jumps in the portal, man, you know his dad's Michigan fandom with 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 the tattoo peeing on Ohio State that his dad has. You know now that tap becomes more relevant if he comes back home. Right, I believe that becomes a that becomes a real thing. More so if JJ goes pro. More so if J.J. goes pro than if he comes back. Um, because I, I think anywhere he goes, he he wants to be – he wants to get on the field right away. So that that's a big factor in all of this. Like if J.J. comes back, they are getting a – they are getting a guy in the port. They are getting a big-time quarterback in the port. So, yeah, see, Sam, I just thought of one too. And I just – I don't know why I just thought of him. But how about Darius Taylor from Minnesota? Yeah, man. You, so I mean, PJ Fleck talked about we need money. He said we he, had. I mean, he came out. <laughs> that's an intriguing one, man. That's a really intriguing. I know we got to get out here. We're running late. That's a very intriguing because you guys remember they went on Darius Taylor late, and he was in his feelings. He was in his feelings because they went on Cole Cabana first, right? And then they came back around, and it's like, well, you know, it's kind of like how you like me now kind of thing but you know Michigan is showing more than one back can thrive here like you know Khalil Mullings before he got hurt they were legit running three dudes in there and you know all the dudes are having an opportunity to eat so yeah (laughs) you you come back around if he hits the portal now you don't know what that will look like but the chance to come back home at Michigan you know they're gonna run the rock you know multiple backs can get off you know there's gonna be an opportunity uh, for some other guys to kind of break through. I don't know, Stephen Bryce. That's a good one, Bryce. That's a good one. So, anyway, folks, listen, 
We could go all day, as you know. You want more? Go over to the MichiganInsider.com. That's where it all goes down for pennies a day. Keeps you on the cutting edge of all the information. Listen, Jim Harbaugh's hearing tomorrow. I got some lawyers on call. We talked to our, my buddy Joe Simon, who gave us some excellent legal analysis on the case that Michigan uh, will will likely make or could make, and then maybe getting them down the road to getting this TRO and getting Jim Harbaugh back on the sideline. We got that covered. Certainly, all things recruiting, we have you covered. Basketball, we had you on the on the uh, on the beat when it came to Kanai Roos and that recent five star commit, at least five star composite. It goes down from A to Z over the MichiganInsider.com for pennies a day. Go ahead and get signed up. Of course, if you're listening to this podcast, be sure to rate it. Be sure to review it. Be sure to tell all your friends about it. Find it wherever they get their podcasts. It's Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, you name it. And, of course, if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video. Subscribe to the channel. That way, every time we do a new episode, you'll get a notification and you'll be with us for the very next episode. Until then, folks, thanks for watching another day. Wait, 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 wait. I got to remind you. I got to remind you of our friends at Golden Limo. Listen, hey, I, did I tell you that the parents took the Golden Limo bus to Penn State? They took the Golden Limo. I'm talking about parents of players. Like, you know, the players ride on Golden. They ride on Golden all the time. But the parents, I mean, these dudes riding on Golden. Can we go? Can we ride the bus? Can we, can we do something that gets us over to the game as well? And lo and behold, they got their own Golden Transport over to Happy Valley, and we're really, really happy coming back home. So whether it's airport transport, game day transportation, whatever you may need. For me, it was travel abroad. When I went over to Rome and France to to follow the team, not only did Golden pick us up at home and take us to the airport, when we landed overseas, they picked us up there as well. That is the Golden difference. They are second to none when it comes to all of your transportation needs goldenlimo.com one of the things we're going to show you next week you know giving back to the community fred jackson who is now an analyst at, at michigan uh he and former running backs coach he went over to be the head coach at ipsy high man they were going around the field there were pothole size divots in the field they didn't have goalposts. kids were sharing uniforms and sharing helmets i mean they didn't have anything over there and it was Sean Duval from Golden and a couple of other guys that went and took care of it all, took care of the field, took care of the goalposts, took care of the uniforms, the helmets, transportation to the games, all of that. So it, it, it hits different when you support a company that supports the community like that. And that is what you get when you ride on Golden. You can do that by going to GoldenLimo.com. We'll see you next week on the next edition of the Michigan Recruiting Insider. We'll see you over on the boards. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.